boys and girls, welcome back for another episode of the Inspiration Space. Before I get on to who I'm speaking to today, um, this episode actually has a sponsor for the first time in a while. And if you've listened to this show for a long period, you'll know that I don't really do sponsorships. I actually only uh, get sponsored by brands that I really, truly uh, believe will have a good impact on you guys, the listeners. I, just to be transparent, do not get paid I will make any money from these sponsorships, and that is the truth. I promise you that now. Um, I'm not saying that's not going to be uh, in the plans for later down the line, but for this is where the podcast is right now. It's just not in my agenda to, to, to really make money. Uh, so, yeah, any sponsorship that comes across, I generally think will add value to your life. So today is sponsored by 4.5CBD. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast, I've had the co-founders, Dom Day and George Cruz, on it uh they talk about the business um you know talk about cbd which obviously is a, a huge a topic in huge uh, discussion at the moment all over the place um these guys started it off the back of you know being professional athletes and they've designed it around helping everyday athletes uh improve aspects of their life to help them keep training help them keep happy um and you know help them recover all these kind of amazing stuff me personally I have been taking it and I've seen a massive, massive positive change in some areas that I was struggling with. Um, I'm somebody that tends to get quite sort of heavily emotionally involved, uh, which means that uh, you know, in my work, which means that, you know, my anxiety levels are always up, a little bit up and down, especially in the evening period. Um, and also my sleep. So, you know, I take two sprays of this. I'm, I'm, I have their spray. I take two sprays in the evening and it really just mellows me out. Uh, it really calms me down. It really make, helps me just kind of be present in the evening, uh, start, you know, actually enjoy that time off that I get, which then rolls over into my sleep, which then rolls over into me having a much more productive morning, which leads on and leads on and leads on. So for me, that's how it's helped me. Um, inflammation, obviously, is a, is a huge thing that um, it has in the past, over the last three months, whilst I've been taking it. It's, you know, I've had the odd niggle here and there. I have noticed that it has kind of helped me in that department as well. So yeah, these are the benefits um, that I have really uh, seen from the products. Today we have a sponsorship, co uh, a code for you guys to be able to use to get 20% off. And the code is, if you go over to their website and uh, type into your basket, the promo box code, there is uh, underneath the checkout. If you type in F45 Oxford 20, you will get 20% off your first order. Okay, guys, once again, I promise you I'm not making any money off this. Look, do your research on this stuff. You know, I'm not saying you absolutely have to do it, but you might have a significant benefit on your life. Do your research always test it out and you know it could have a really significant impact a positive impact on you right today guys i spoke to a close close friend of mine and member david koski uh, who is the one of the co-founders of work life a co-working um, space which has several sites across london now uh but more than anything, obviously, I love the business that he's put together. I love the guy he is, and I love uh, speaking to him because he has managed to scale his business, which is something that I have huge admiration for. And, and I really have used uh, my sort of, you know, my exposure to him to kind of pick his brains on a few things over the last 10 months. And I have huge respect for the way he's done it and, and everything he has uh, sort of taught me indirectly uh, over the last 10 months in, in a sort of business impact. And yeah, I, I've been desperate to sit him down for a while because he's just such a cool cat and he's just a lovely guy and he's just got a great business head on him and, you know, he's going in the right, he's going in a really good direction with his business and, you know, I'm probably about five, six years behind where he is 
currently. So you know, obviously, I'm I'm one of those people that's like a sponge. Whenever I come into contact with somebody who are, who has a good business head on, and you know, I try and soak up as much information and and knowledge as I can. And and he's you know somebody that I've really enjoyed learning from over the past ten months. Guys, listen to this. It's a real, real goodie. Um, And yeah, I will catch you next week. Please share and, you know, like this episode. Give give it a five-star rate and review by going onto your podcast provider. Uh, it's, It's a goodie. And yeah, I hope you get a lot out of it. Have a wonderful day. I can't believe it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm recording. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, David. Pleasure. We wanted to squeeze us in before your five forty session, didn't we? Hundred percent. Of course, of course. That, that obviously takes priority, so yeah. we had to move. Yeah, we, we've got to get shifting. Exactly. Um, first of all, probably best if you could give yourself a quick introduction to give our listeners some context, and then we can get stuck into some stuff that I wanted to speak to you about for a while now. With pleasure. I, I'm an open book, as you know. Yeah, you are. Uh, so, hello, everyone. My name is David Kosky. I'm one of the co-founders at Work Life. Uh, and work life really, we're, we're probably one of the fastest uh, growing co-working, sort of flexible workspace providers in, in the UK. Um, and really our mission is we want, we can't make people love their jobs, but with the, it's a big business or small business, we want people to enjoy coming to work. Yeah. And that's the thing we can control, right? The environment and the way that we do stuff. Absolutely. I mean, you step into this place and you, it feels different. It feels different. In what, in what way? You just sort of come. Like I remember, I, I did a podcast here a while back in one of your little um, booths, which is soundproof, and it's where people make telephones. And but it, it's just something about the environment that people look excited when they work here. That's nice. Yeah, it's, it, but it's almost what struck it to me, and I don't know if this was just my perception of it, but it did feel a little bit almost like a community in an as in in a way, kind of like kind of people interacting. I saw people from different business kind of interacting with each other yeah. in the space, which kind of is kind of networking at work and then do you know what I mean is that was that just I know what you mean was that is that intentional or is that definitely definitely. I mean the background to it was and that when Elliot my business partner and I set the business up then before we so we both left our jobs just coincidentally at the same time but I think for both of us the thing that we had in common was we had spent years working in offices and for businesses that we actually stopped enjoying coming to the office yeah. and our business my business was like you know I enjoyed the people I work with but they weren't really thinking about how they could engage their teams yeah and, and it got to the point for me was where I like, stopped you know get to Sunday night and you just think about how much time you spend at work mm-hmm. and it got to Sunday night and I actually wasn't looking forward to going to work mm-hmm. and obviously there are other reasons we set the business up but one of the key things that we felt we could help businesses with was really, you know, let's create an environment where we can really focus on keeping team members or making everyone like really engaged and happy at work. Mm. Yeah. And I think that there's value in, there's, for business owners, right, especially small businesses and mm. growing businesses, it's really difficult for them to create an environment and do all the things that, you know, people need now and work is like it's a, a consumer experience for you to attract top talent you need to be it's not just about salary anymore right people want a culture people want a nice environment and and so all of the, everything that we do is like the front and center of it is like right how can we help and become sort of like the experts in team happiness and engagement 
and we realised that we can't make people love their jobs, but we can make them enjoy coming to work, given that we spend all spend a huge amount of time here. Absolutely. I mean, if you can improve someone's environment, it kind of has that roll-on effect, correct? hundred percent. And one of the big things that we were really clear on from the beginning, in our, what one of the things we were really clear on from the beginning was like that we said right from the get-go is that we don't want to have these giant spaces where it's a bit soulless and there's thousands of people in there as attractive as that is for from a business perspective because it's a much more interesting like financial model mm. uh our view was look we actually we like the uh we like the idea of actually having if you have smaller location like smaller spaces you can actually deliver a really personal service and it's like the the uh, it's like the boutique versus the big Marriott conference center. Right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Fundamentally, you're getting a bed at the end of it, but it's about that whole feeling that you get when you're in there, uh, and it's that's it's like the Starbucks versus the barista, and we felt that we actually want to be the sort of the sort of business that remembers everyone's you know that knows knows our members' names versus and writes it on a cup. Yeah, if you, use, I, if you use the coffee analogy, you know, absolutely, and it's it's what well, it's my, I love the concept of of course, but. I mean, one of the main reasons I want to speak to you is I love, not that we've touched on it, and it's kind of why I want to speak to you today, not, not that we've gone into it in detail, but we've touched on it in the past of, about your journey, about how you kind of gone from, obviously, your first site, yeah. and then you kind of move, move forward. Um, and it's funny, like, obviously, me interested in going through this kind yeah. of same journey, but I would say, what, how long have you guys been going for? Uh, four and a half years. Four and a half years. So we're like four. We're like four. We're like four years behind you. Yeah. Hold on. When did we start? Yeah. Yeah. So we're like four years. Four years behind you. Yeah. But like, look, we're on our still on our first one, and we know all the members' names, and you're you're there. Exactly. So I mean, so can we touch on that? I mean, what in terms of your first site? I mean, could you talk us through the experience of getting it open and yeah, stressful. What the mentality was like then? Uh, definitely. I mean, we were completely naive. (laughs) <laughs> like, I think the uh, the funny thing is, is like which it's hard to believe now because now we've got people who are ten times better at us than you know who are better suited for what we were doing then. But I mean, then we Elliot and I like we were behind the you know Elliot and I were taking turns being behind the front desk. We were the membership <laughs> managers. We were the sales people. We'd so the uh, things have changed a bit since then. But I think the um, look the biggest I'm a huge advocate of just doing stuff. learning on the go and I think you can be uh, you know you can spend a lot of time trying to you know plan everything out to perfection Mm. but you're you're never going to get it right until you actually do it and learn from your mistakes and it's all very generic stuff and all contrived but it's true so we learn loads of lessons but our gut instinct about certain things was correct and Mm. I think one of the biggest things was the fact that you know Camden was our first one was our smallest that we've done but the vibe there is amazing, and we built up a real. So like we opened it, uh, we opened it, and we were full from when we opened it. Which wow! Was an amazing style, and we built a really nice vibe and a great community of people there that just really, really tight knit. Just worked, and we, yeah, it really was very similar to what you guys have done, right? And we mm. were there, and we really had a lot of passion for it, and cared, really, actually, really cared about everyone was there, and we were, you know, friendly and stuff, and. The, uh, and we've got people there that have been there since the beginning. So they've been there for like four years. Wow, really? And one of them was just, you know, started as a one-man band. They've now just gone and raised 20 million quid. Wow. And got 50 people working for them. And so it's it's interesting. That is very interesting. But so we got stuck in. That was the most important thing. We just went and did it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, well, I've, I, we've touched on it before, but I just remember you saying that 
you know, the mentality that you had then is obviously slightly different to the mentality you have now. The mentality actually is probably still the same. Really? Um, experience was definitely different. The experience. Yeah. But in terms of a business mentality, what I mean is like, you realise that you, once you obviously scaled it a little bit more into a couple more sites, you couldn't be at the front desk. You kind of had to take a more... Oh, yeah. Strategic. Like, over, yeah, strategic overview management of all of them. You couldn't... So, I mean, like, that interests me. Obviously, for someone who's kind of going, hopefully, touch wood, going through that, you know, how did you... When did you kind of realise that it was going to be more than one? Or was that always the kind of... That was always the intention. That was always the intention. That is the biggest challenge to any business, right? I mean, everyone will say it. Sure. Scaling. Scaling. And not just scaling in terms of, like, financially in business or whatever sector you're in. It's people. It's like, how do you scale up? Because it's a very different thing to, you know, the HR side of things is really complex. I think for you guys, we often talk about it. It's like, you know, you guys are the heart and soul Mm. of you know, of the, your business, right? And you, you're the reason people sign up because you're doing the sales majority of the time. You're the reason people stay because you know everyone's names, you're mates with them. And the, the challenge is how do, you, how do you recreate that? And it's all about, the, it's all about you've got, I suppose, really define and understand, break down what your core values are, what you guys really embody. And then you've got to hire people that have the same mentality. But I think that's that is always the biggest challenge, and I said we always talk about it. It's like that's mm. like when you can't be everywhere, uh, and that's where I mean, you know, I will not take credit for it. A big part of it is, is Elliot and him because he's been thinking a lot more about the operational side of the business. And I mm. think that's where we've done. And that's really one of our biggest strengths is that we've brought really great people in that from the beginning, a really solid foundation of people that. Was it hard to step back and allow these people in? Or were you very sort of like Jeff Bezos, like hire people that are better than you and get out of the way? Yeah, I think, well... You have to be. You've got to be, right? Yeah. So we've got... No, there are certain elements that I haven't been... I mean, there's certain things that I... Of I, course you I still control. do a lot of the stuff. Sure. Part, you know, my, the stuff that I was doing then that I still do now. Mm. But the... Um, but you, won't, you don't do everything like you did back then? No. Well, yeah. you've got... It's the obvious one, right? Sure. Hire people better than you to do, to do <laughs> jobs that you don't know how to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is an interesting one. I mean, we sometimes, I sometimes look back and we've got 50 people now working for us. So amazing. All really tight knit, really great bunch of people. And I do sometimes like, I mean, it's a, you don't, it's a funny one because you don't really, you're so focused on going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's only the moments when we do like a summer party or mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. that you actually take a step back and think, wow, like, it's mad that we've got all these people here. It's funny that I was sitting downstairs when you were having a meeting with what was that girl's name? Uh, Louise. Yeah, Louise. And, yeah. And, and she said something. She said, um, we, like, to be better for you. And you went, you mean better for we? The royal, you were like, as in we, us. as in like, yeah, yeah. us. The, and that's something I always remember my dad saying. He's like, he never ever had a team where they worked for him. It was, they, you know, they work together. That, you know, you're working towards something. You work, yeah, you've got, yeah. you got a, your business has a an underlying vision and purpose that you're working Definitely. towards it together is that something that you believe is being important to your growth and yeah, keeping definitely. that close-knit team that's growing definitely growing? i mean we're one of the key things we do is that really talk to people about get everyone bought into the mission and really what you know get everyone on the same page mm. about what we're trying to do and obviously from that we know where it's important for us to focus on but the um yeah, the one of the biggest learning curves for me is being just the management yeah, I've never met. I'd say I was always in business development. I I never managed people before, and I think the that's been one of the uh, that's one of the really that's been the fun bit and also the biggest learning curve for me. 
And I've realized that my management style is definitely the, the best way is to give people a lot of rope. You don't want to be micromanaging anyone. Set clear targets, let people get on with it, get good people in that you trust to do it. And I think that's what some people struggle with when you scale. And I think that you need to get to grips with quickly because you can't be everywhere and you can't be on top of everything. I mean, for us, one of the big things we invested time in and I think we're quite advanced on for our size of businesses is the reporting. So we've got really good reporting across the business and that means that we're able to get, you know, have visibility everywhere mm. without having to micromanage people. We can see it from a high level and then we know that. Yeah. You know, if we, if we've got a problem. We can't with measure anything into, unless it's been sort of, what's the phrase? Um, if you're able to manage stuff, it's easier. If you're able to measure stuff, it's easier to manage, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's a big thing. So that's, that's so interesting to hear. It really is because like, like you, I mean... I was always a bit of a one-man band in terms of any job I did, whether it be you know personal training or, or, or in the corporate environment. And now I've had to kind of step into, you know, my first sort of management position. Yeah. And I'm 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 very much like you in that aspect. Is that I, I try and trust the people that are working with us. You know, as <clears> much as, as to do their to do their job and, and, and do feed, it well, right? And feed them with confidence well. and and you know try you know make give them faith in tell them I have faith in their ability. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've had one person leave in, in 14 months, so I yeah, suppose. That, that's good. Yeah, it, it is, but like going forward, you know, it, it's going to be extremely interesting because I'd like to have that sort of personal interaction, personal touch with everyone. I yeah, mean, well, how are you, so what's your, so put the answer back at you, so you're growing now, what's your plan? How do you, how do you intend to keep the same vibe and feel and, in all, in, in all honesty, like I think it's, I think it's going to be a massive learning experience. Um, I think our core values are very evident to people that want to come on board, and I think we we, we translate that very much so. And I feel, do you have them documented your core values? Uh, we don't actually. That's definitely something we should do. I mean, we're trying to put the process. What we're focusing on a lot at the moment is the processes, processes, okay. processes, processes. Um, which is great which is great because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a you know it's a franchise model that are already processes in place but there's specific ways we like things to be done in terms of sales marketing we're actually we're going to the f45 conference on, yeah. on monday and we've we've actually had to You're taking your processor with you yeah taking yeah. the processes with and, and everything else yeah um but yeah like you said like we we should really be getting these core values down on paper because i think we've got them in our heads and but we need to make it. We need to make it extremely uh, transparent to anyone that we're going to be bringing on in, in the future. Well, and the franchise model is so interesting, isn't it? Right, because you've got. I mean, people. You have. You're given obviously the framework to a business, mm. but everyone can run it in their own way, right? And that's why some will be successful, and why others aren't yeah, successful. Absolutely. I, I, if there's any advice I can give you, get your core values down, and it should be mm. part when you bring someone on. You should be hiring against them and drum, you know, really banging the drum, driving them home mm. to make so because it's such a. Do we include that in your sort of interview screening? Definitely, process? yeah. It's actually our screening process. First thing is like, do they hit the core values? Uh, That's the first can, step. Can we you tell me how you do that? Uh, is there ways you do that? I mean, how yeah, do... well, I think a lot of it's feel and spit, and you obviously we've so, got so questions the, the, to get the general out. vibe you, you yeah, get off people. Exactly. Do they hit the core values? Do, sure. is, this, uh, is this someone that we think would fit into the team? And fit because that's the one of the funny things as you get bigger, yeah. team dynamics and making mm. sure they all work. 
and I've been always like a, you know for me I'm, I'm definitely not political you know I could have never survived working in a big bank I just ma- managed it in like a 200 person <laughs> asset management business but the uh, yeah as you get bigger you know you've got a really that's one of the big things is like you want to have a harmonious sure squad yeah I mean the one thing we do always say and it's well it's, it's not ours I can't take credit for it it's, it's, the, it's actually the all blacks yeah it's the no dickhead policy it's a good policy. Which is a good policy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great policy. Yeah. Um, you know, try and... I mean, having a, te- having a team player in, in your environment is, like, everything for us. I mean... Well, it starts from the top. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean... You've got I mean, by example. Well, I mean, absolutely. And, I mean, I, f- I feel like at this... Literally about an hour ago, we were doing some of the most disgusting jobs known to, yeah, well, you, known you, to man. You always get stuck in. Yeah, we literally yeah. get stuck in, you know. Um, and, yeah, hopefully... That rubs down uh, to everyone in the future. Um, What are a couple of things that you never, like when you started this business, you never thought that you would kind of, not that you get stressed because you don't get stressed. You're a cool, calm, collected cat. But what are things that you never thought you'd have to worry about now compared to four and a half years ago in terms of your sort of month to month, you know, working life environment? Yeah. Uh, what's my worry about? Well, worry about... I'm not use the word worry. Not worry. I think that may be not the right word, but but things that you never thought you'd have to think about. Yeah. Uh, well, I think just the nature of growing a business means that you're not, you know, there's certain stuff, whether it's fundraising. Yeah, for me, like, I, you know, didn't have much exposure to the, fi- you know, finance side of business before. Mm. Uh, and getting your head around that as a learning curve yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there's definitely stuff, but... What do we worry about? Like, what are we concerned about? I took the, t- the team and the hiring side. Actually, that is generally the biggest mm. uh, consider not consideration. Yeah, that's mm. the, the focal point because mm. you know we're, cr- we're growing quickly. Like three new people joined yesterday, and we've got more people join. You know, we're growing quite quickly. Mm. Uh, I think the I don't, for me, I try and keep it really simple. Uh, I think you can get like I look at my to do list or however I'm all like, and there are loads of little jobs. I just try and make it. I, in my own head or whatever I'm doing, to prioritise the, the key things that I need to do because otherwise there's a lot of noise mm. I think you've always got to remember you know to keep it very simple like where do I need to get to what are the things I need to be doing so that's probably the challenge just with prioritising yourself and making sure you're clear on what's like the priority items you need to deal with Yeah, you have to be disciplined with that you, you have to be disciplined knowing mm. when you shouldn't be doing stuff and you actually can pass it over mm. uh, but Look, the reality is, if you're running your own business, as you know, right, you live and you, you live and you breathe there, the, 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 you've got to have thick skin because it just never goes to plan. <laughs> like, that is the thing I've learned. Yeah. Don't, it, you have to be mm. thick skinned. You've got to, like, what, you know, like Jackie Chan said, you've got to be like water, yeah. just flow, yeah. right? You know, you've got to just, uh, you just go with it because I think I saw someone posted on LinkedIn the other day, it was like a, uh, you know, everyone thinks business is this a straight curve, mm. and the uh, someone drew this picture it was just like squirrely wiggly <laughs> yeah. curves going up and down, you know, snakes and ladders. And then you hopefully end up on top. Yeah. But the, um, the, the yeah, it's, you've got to enjoy the journey. Cause it's do, you, do you have any routines of how you keep yourself like? I mean, like you said, that to do list. I mean, did you have any sort of procedures throughout the week where you just had to take time for yourself and 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 take time to, to deload everything you have to do yeah, and then prioritise yeah. I, I haven't nailed it yet no. I'm not very organised interesting I mean that's something I'm I, not I, very I, that's something I struggle with mainly. Elliot so that's what we'll t- we should talk about business partners that is something that I do that's, want to talk we about we should talk about yeah, that yeah. I think that's just the key one 
the, that's I'm not very very. I mean, we try and so we put some good structures in place, right? So we have like some we do something called a level ten meeting. Okay. Quick hour. You know, to, level ten meeting. It's called a level ten meeting. Is that something you've created or you've? Heard? It's a, no, no. It's like a, it's like Google have OKRs, which okay. are their, like their rocks. Right. So like we set in the business quarterly rocks. Individually, we will have rocks we want to achieve. Uh-huh. And so like this quarter, I'm going to do these three things, and uh, each role, everyone has their own rocks they try and achieve. We're really transparent about it. We share it. We celebrate success if the business you know achieves the rocks, and if everyone achieves their di- individual rocks. So we do a weekly update meeting on that where we talk through rocks, we go through our to-dos, we're talking through any issues, an hour-long meeting. But the, uh, so that's, that, that's good. I, I try and avoid death by meeting, such a thing like there's such a bad meeting culture where you can spend loads of time. I just like to, I'm very blunt, I like to get straight to it, deal with the stuff that needs to be dealt with. Let's not lose focus on the important stuff. Don't just have a meeting for the sake of having a meeting. Don't just have a meeting for the sake of a meeting. Yeah. I always find it, I find it fascinating that people do stuff like have meetings at like 10 o'clock on a Monday. Like what the hell is, like, or, or like at a time where people yeah. want to get in and just get stuck in, right? I mean, that's maybe not a good example. Well, 10 o'clock on a Monday is not bad. That's not a bad, yeah. but like, but, but a lot of companies, you tend to have meetings in time slots when people are probably fresh, brain energy is, is fresh, do you yeah. know what I mean? I was, well, do you have a specific time when you have a meeting or? Uh, no. No. I, I Whenever it feels my, right. Yeah. The one thing I do try and do is I clean that. Like, Monday at 10am is yeah, Monday pretty, good, 10. pretty good time to have a meeting. It's a great time. <laughs> it's a reason. That's a terrible yeah. example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the do, uh, yeah, I mean, I just try and keep, keep a couple of days in my diary free for certain bits. And try, I try and organise myself like that. But the reality is that we're a small business still. So we're sure. getting stuck in with everything and like mm. jumping into different things and so yeah. it's just yeah it's, it's, it's you're never going to get that you know there's, you could always be more efficient and more sure. but the uh, we're, we're in decent shape yeah you are I mean how many have you got now how many spaces yeah so we're going to do so well by the end of next year we'll have uh, 20 19 mm. so by the end of this year we're about uh, we're 12 mm. let's touch on that thing we just touched on a second ago go on business partners I mean, yeah. so you and Elliot have known each other for long time? Or four and a half years. Oh, oh really? Years. So we knew each other before, we weren't. Interesting. Okay, and I mean, I think this is an interesting one because I know a lot of people that have gone into business with somebody they thought it was going to be great yeah. and it just hasn't worked out. Um, I was extremely fortunate because obviously my interest in being best mates for a long time there were certain yeah. people that said to me that thing that's going to be a bad idea da, da, da. Yeah. but it, what it turned out to be is that me and him are short like me and him are just it still maybe even that bad idea huh? it still may be a bad idea well it still may be but it seems to be working bloody well right now and you know from anyone that sees how the business is run they say why do you think it works so well well because we kind of fill each other's strength and weaknesses you know, do you know what I mean and and all bases are covered. You know, I think I heard him actually say the other day he likes to, f- he, he, he has a passion for fixing things and, and I have a passion for people pleasing. And, yeah. you know, it's a, you know, I think, can, you know, it's very, that's very blunt, but it's really why our business is so fucking efficient and it seems to be working so well. Touch wood right now. Yeah. But, like, why, what, what would your advice be to somebody when looking for a business partner? Because, or, or, yeah, I mean, that, that, or thinking be, about setting something or, up. Or thinking setting something up, yeah. Uh, loads of advice but around that I think I well, everyone is different mm. and I've got friends who set businesses up that want to retain all the equity and they've, right. and they've done really well 
The uh, look for me, I think a business partner is key because it, it for a couple of reasons. Firstly, you can't be good at everything, mm. and I think the key to a business partner it's not because you're mates and you get on well. Mm. Uh, it's actually you've got to find someone who compliments you. You know, who gives you, who does, you know, who has got very complementary skill set. Mm. I think that's a really key thing because all the stuff that frees you up to do what you well, just about what Elliot does in the business. I would hate to do, and it would be, you know, it's like a caveman on Excel or whatever he's doing. You know, the, <laughs> he's got a passion for about the operational side of the business. I, you know, he's definitely stronger than I am. And then I'm the, the stuff I'm doing about growing it and the investor stuff or the landlord stuff and you know that the, the, the new business side of it is what I've got a passion mm. for so I think I think in general finding a bit that if you're going to set something up for me I couldn't have done it without a business partner and look Elliot and I we drive each other mad in a good way we mm. challenge each other but we I think the most important thing is complementary skill set but most important the other important thing is we have we are aligned with where we want to get to Mm. That we're on the same page with it. So whenever, whenever we're disagreeing on stuff, the end goal that we both want and where we both need to get to, we know we're on the same page with. And I think that's the best thing. They're not. That's where people make mistakes. Where pe- they're not in business for someone that wants the same thing as them in the long term. So, Interesting. And is that is that a specific like I don't know, for, like give me a vague sort of answer I mean is that so that's some really it a, specific it could be a few different things it could is be it a vision for the business amount of size or whatever it is or the vision this is the vision for the business it's the way I, it could be the way you want to interact with your team it could be it could mm. be a load of different things mm. and it's not that's why take your before Elliot and I did this together we spent three four months working on it before we committed to setting the business up together and we really was testing how we were working Both together together and was it, gonna be, was it going to be, uh, you know, was that, um, I don't think we even thought it, we didn't think of it like that, yeah. but I think that's what it was, right? I, I think that was actually... We didn't jump into it. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing actually about how, without, well, we did kind of, Martin Tristan's view of how we wanted our business to run in terms of the gym was very consistent and pure from, yeah. from day one Which is, we always wanted to be so. the best customer experience possible and, and to be an outlet for people to have the best hour of the day or, yeah. or and I think genuinely yeah. and I, you know I, I, I do tell you know I do blow you guys <laughs> the, I think you've done an amazing job there yeah. like, you know I, I was hate, I, before I did you know I was, mm. I'm like Ricky Hatton I work out get a workout get Ricky fit Fatton. Ricky Hatton <laughs> yeah work out get fit and then don't do it for five years but no listen I, I keep on coming back there so I think you've got a, you've got a good vibe and people you hire are good so I, I, yeah. I agree I think you guys are doing a great job yeah, I mean it's going well, and and it's it's. I mean the the one of the main reasons I wanted to to sit down and speak to you is because we've kind of gone. Well, how long have you been with us now? Must be a year. Uh, Must be no. close to. Eight, I ten. hope not. I'm not making good enough progress for you. Look, we're talking about. I saw you in the shower the other day. You got you got a rig on you. No, I didn't know you were looking. Yeah, <laughs> you were tense yeah. indeed. Like, uh, well, yeah, plus six months. Six months, something like that. My sister, Natalie got, my sister got me into it. Yeah, it's great. But I love it. I yeah, love it. I mean... It's great for me. But I need, I need it. It's like a... What, before I was getting, you know, working long... I did... Especially when I had a baby, I was doing six-day, full six-day weeks. Yeah. And, you know, you need you need an outlet. Here's one this uh, that I, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, so how old, roughly? You were mid-twenties? With what? I, when you kind of started putting the business idea together. So I left my job when I was 27. 
27. Uh, 20, yeah, 27. So it's funny. No idea what I was going to do. That's that's pretty that's I pretty similar enjoy. time that me and Tristan both yeah. left our jobs. Um, could you like? I mean, what what was the mindset then? I mean, that's twenties is a funny age. I mean, that's actually yeah. the basis of what this podcast is all about, really. Is it? Well, really, it's you know twenties. It's may aimed at that sort of twenty to twenty, you know, twenty nine. That, that would have been good to know. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. I'm joking. No, it's, it's, I'm joking. it's best to just spring on you. I think. Um, <laughs> What, what I mean, did you did you worked in asset management? Really, yeah. Telling me, I mean, what was the sort of mindset? You just wanted to go out and do something by yourself, or um, I mean, what sort of what sort of drove you into what that? What drove me to do it? So probably a couple of things. Number well, a couple of things. First one was I always had an interest in business. Mm. Like I just always had that gut feel. I wanted to do my own thing. It, always, that was what I'm. I just always, to, yeah. Just always knew. Just I, I, and I don't think I was. It was conscious initially. But I always felt that I wanted to do something, especially as I got a bit older. I was like, mm. uh, like everything, you know, you either have a, you can have a choice to have a career, mm. which is great. And there's no not, you know, there's a lot, of, you know, a lot of a uh, lot to be said for having a career and and uh, and not taking the risk that because setting up a business is a big risk, right? There's no mm. guarantee, and your your investment is your time. Sure. And if you can invest a lot of time in something and it doesn't necessarily go your way or it was successful or whatever. The um, but for me it was a couple of it was like a, it's like everything it's like timing and the scenario that happened I was in a job really great job worked with a I, I was very lucky because from the beginning I got a job with a guy that owned the business and he was like my mentor really close with him you know and I I was like his right hand man and learn a lot mm. but what I realised what I was really interested in was not actually the profession that we were in but seeing him operate a business the business side. and that's what I was lucky I got exposure mm. to. And I, and I had basically, you know, everyone's story is different. I had a choice where it was like, I was uh, 27 and I had to make a commitment to being in this industry, uh, which and I wasn't enjoying it. You know, there's no fault of that. So I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't looking forward to coming to work. I wasn't passionate about it. Mm. And, I'm, and I thought, you know, cliched, but life's too short. And I don't want to be in some. You know, I'm not going to get up. And, I'm, I'm not going to get up, and I don't want to be dreading going to work on a Monday. Mm. That's mad, right? We spend so much time working. Why would I do that to myself? I don't have any depend. Listen, I did it young, and that's you. You can do it when you don't have dependents, and the, you know you're you're able to make it work. And you know, I moved back in with my parents, rented my flat out. So, I mean, now with a kid, it would be a very different scenario. Sure, but the. Um, so yeah, for for me, it was I, I had to commit. Do I want to take, do do I want to have a career in this business, in that industry? And on, uh, on reflection, it got to the point where I no, uh, and I just handed my notice in with, with no with no idea what I wanted to do. Interesting. And getting into it, and sort of that first year of starting work life. Did you have to sacrifice your social life? How did you balance that? I mean, what, as somebody don't really that interests me. Know, mate, so. That interests me. I don't believe no. that. Uh, I mean, you're. I mean, you're a very likable chap. Thank you, mate. You know, as am I. Yeah, you know, you are, you've very you, on a fly- <laughs> I mean, that's something that it was interesting for us. I mean, we, we kept our social life going, but it, it was imp- it was important in a lot of elements that we did do that, but it was also kind of detrimental because we were just so f- like socially exhausted the whole yeah. time. How was that for you? And you know, how, if were you balanced in it? And if and if so, do you have any advice for anyone in similar situation of uh, what they do with their work? Do I, was I balanced? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we were working six day weeks, 
but you know it's it depends what I, I don't work for the sake of working mm. like if we've got stuff to do we work in the evenings if mm. not anyway the funny thing about your social life is when you get when you get older you know you get the boys holidays stop yeah. the, suddenly the double dating starts and so that change it, it changes anyway like mm. I was at that age where it was changing anyway Interesting. But, but the um, no, it's definitely look, setting your own thing up it's a sacrifice mm. in that you've got you know like you what you put, what you get out and you you know you only get out what you put in mm. Mm. no one's going to do it for you and no one gives it to you so it's like you have to be you put it in uh, and that you know it's just, it's just a case of you've got to be working hard but listen you can make it it's a, you've got to have balance right mm. Mm. Uh, some everyone's different I, I yeah. personally enjoy my like, I, sure. I enjoy turning my computer off and relaxing and I, if I'm That's going on holidays I'll work in the morning you know early in the morning for a bit get it done, get it done. relax for the rest of the day I'm, relax for the rest of the day I can't turn my phone off and not do stuff but I try and do it in a yeah I mean that kind of leads way. me on to, to the next question something that I've been asked twice recently and I think Go it's on. a really good question and, and I think I've, I've kind of sussed out which, which, one, which camp I'm in but do you do you live to work or do you work to live? Do you live to work or do you, or do you work, work to live? To live? Definitely the latter, right? Well, you know, you think so. I think it should you, definitely be the latter. I think it should be. Yeah. And the funny thing is, that, is that I am that, but you know, there have been there have been times where I've, I've kind of played it close to the other side. Um, but like you talked about, you know, being really sort of adamant that you know you're not just going to work for the sake of it. I think yeah. it's, I know I know I know a lot of people that that do. Yeah. Um. And I mean, what are some things that you really do make a habit of in order to, you know, make sure that you're not overstepping that mark? And it's, I, which is, I yeah. think it's a dangerous place to be in all honesty. Yeah. Well, listen, everyone's different. My my, yeah. my dad is a proper workaholic, and I've so is mine. And I've never. I've never understood it. Mm. Maybe because he's a lawyer, and I was like the last job that I could see myself doing, but. Yeah. It's the, um, no, whatever floats your boat. Sure. Like, that everyone's very hard to give a blanket answer because everyone's different, right? People. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Uh, the, um, but for me, it's definitely, it's definitely work to live. Mm. Work mm. life. Yeah, very, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's very, it's very true. It's that, true. It's all, that's a, that was a question made for you, I believe. 100%, thank you. <laughs> no, you worry. <laughs> right, okay, let's, right, I've got a couple of questions. Go First, on. last two. Where can people kind of, if, if they're interested in, you know, maybe coming into work life and finding a space on one of your sites, yeah, you yeah. know, or seeing what's going on, like like you said, you've got a really cool, active sort of community around your sites. Where can people look for work life online or yeah. socials or whatever? Yeah, go to Google. So you Google. Can obviously Google. Go into Google. Do you know what Google? Oh, yeah. G-O-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-O-G-
I think in no particular order, being persistent and being malleable and not getting worried or worked up about stuff, just like view everything as just like a, a challenge, you've got to deal with it. Not being, emo- you know, it's very easy for you to get your head down. I've had situations, you know, all situations where stuff just does not go your way. Mm. Uh, we've had it loads of times and it's quite easy to get your head down. So Dutch being, being persistent, I think mm. is the biggest one. Finding a good business partner, I think is a really key one if you can mm. do something. For me, the biggest learning, and this is, and I always say this to people, but the biggest thing is like business, no matter what level of business you're doing, like the, the biggest deals or whatever, it is all about people. It's like, it is, a re- business is all done on relationships and the people who focus, you know, there's like, the, the, that is so key in, so everyone, in every organisation, you need someone that can, grow, you know, build relationships, whether you're selling something or whatever you're doing, it's all people people make decisions and I think that it's like quite you know everyone's very data focused this focus that focus but ultimately if you're gonna you know it's all about getting people to buy into you and like you and give you a chance and and so like for me it's about being the people side of things is the most important thing I completely agree love that love yeah. that that, shell. that was beautiful love it that's thank the three, three chat three pages of my book <laughs> that's it mate it's thank you big font <laughs> Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate your time. Um, A lot of really like things that I've really learned there and and really been looking forward to asking you for a while. Vice versa, honestly, the way I see you guys running your business, Mm. it reminds me, not that we've forgotten, but that is like a really good, it's a great example of how important it is that, you know, the the, the customer service. Mm. And I think you guys done equally an amazing job with the vibe you've created there i appreciate that and hopefully touch i'll appreciate my discount yeah after that <laughs> well we better get you to your session mate you've only yeah. got 40 minutes and it's 100 meters up the road so we better crack on <laughs> slow, slow meandering walk thank you david appreciate it my friend Pleasure, brother. Thank you.